Yes, it may have taken a minute, but the 1990s project to turn Ennis into an information age hub has actually borne fruit. Don't believe me? Meet the online marvel that is Custy's Music Shop, a worldwide resource for Irish music that continues to operate from tiny premises in the back streets of the town. Culture Files' Louise McMahon reports. I'm walking through the streets of Ennis from Glore Irish Music Centre by the Franciscan Friary. The riches of Clare Museum to my left and through a narrow lane to Arthur's Row by historical buildings and winding streets that pre-COVID would have bustled to the sound of a market. The town is so still that my shoes almost echo as I pass independent retail shops. Shutters down, down. O'Connell Street, looking at the spire of St. Peter and Paul's Cathedral, an overhead sign reads, Costi's Music Shop. I wander down Cook's Lane, and through the window is well-known connoisseur and purveyor of traditional Irish music, John O'Connor, sitting in his Aladdin's cave of musical instruments that hang from the roof and the walls by shelves of albums, crafts, DVDs, books, strings, things. He's sitting at his laptop with a pile of packages stacking up beside him. I'm curious to know how business is going online. So I knocked. We've had an online presence here since the information age town. It appealed to Aircom or whatever it was called then. We were a willing guinea pig and they were more than willing to advance us as a small business that could be advanced into the world. So I suppose during lockdown, it's our saviour. People are still getting in touch, people are still buying behind closed doors, you know, getting stuff packed and getting it out to the post office in a way, so that's pretty good. The great thing about this enterprise as a website is there will always appear here and manifest at the other side of the counter. Because, I mean, you send out little packages like that. I've one here for the O'Neill Library, Boston College, uh, to Maureen Shea. She has been here. You know, when she ordered first, she wasn't here, and then she appeared one day. I'm Maureen Shea from Boston College. Okay, hey, how are you? So people always, uh, it, 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 it makes it very personal. Frances Custy, my wife, she was involved in banking and it was driving her demented. So she had to get some kind of safety valve exit out of that. And it was during the times when things were really bad, like economically wise in the 90s, early 90s. And she was advised, God, keep your safe job. But she was never into keeping safe. So she set this up. And I met her a few months later. I was coming back from working from abroad, a stint in the Arab Emirates. We just met, fell in love. And then I was a kind of a teacher. I gave that up quickly. Frances has order, so she puts order into this whole shop where, you know, I just live in a, in a, in a constant confusion. Frances gets formed to that confusion. The only thing that it has impacted seriously is the fact that we don't have visits from musicians, we don't have visits from tourists. Music tourists now, people who know their music. Part of the selling of the album, apart from on the shelf here, would be something I started, God, I'd say about 15 years ago.
person was Andrew McNamara, a beautiful recording player from Tulla. Andrew came in and he sat in front of a very basic recording device I had. Now I'm a Luddite. I get advice from people, yeah, do this and press that button, it should be okay. And generally it's been okay. So Andrew sits down, he plays a, a set from his album. It's done all in one take, there's no edits okay, so no one gets a second chance here. So when he's finished his set, he explains what the album is and we just start talking. There's a lot of clear connection with it, okay. Will you tell me how the album came about, who's in the album? They're on our website, but mainly it goes through YouTube and it's viewed by hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. My family, are, uh, they're all in this uh, CD, uh, three daughters, Fiona, uh, Kelly and Linda. The highest hit rate for any musician we've done is Bobby Gardner. He's a lovely accordion player, initially from the Spartan in Liston Varna. I think he's about 50,000 hits on that recording that he did. And then you'd look at Martin Hayes. Martin would have 20,000, and Kitty Hayes was a great concertina player from Moy. And she's got ferocious, uh, there's ferocious interests from all over the world about her because I suppose these are people like. They're like legends in, in blues music or something, and you know, people come by these and they're totally amazed by what they see. Uh, and you can see whose flag is up there, though. Mine will be the first time of the year. into the thing look if there's a musician with a recording so we try and get as much traction out there to sell as much of the product as possible in this house Joe Foley's a great maker of bazookis and mandolins and even guitars in Dundrum in Dublin his instruments are much sought after and there's a ferociously long waiting list he'd be the main we'd say luthier with a world presence then we get old fiddles as well from abroad, maybe English fiddles or German fiddles, and they're the kind of fiddles at a certain price that suit traditional players, because traditional players are classical players with their purse. Generally you'd have 500 up to a couple of grand, maybe that's what they'd pay. So we have those as well. With these times it's very hard to source. Then you had the generic stuff, you know, the guitars, the, the, the cheaper fiddles, okay, the mouth you know, everything that makes a, a music shop work. We have it all here, good, bad and indifferent. New releases. I got one this morning. I was listening to this program on TG Cahar. It's called Shro, meaning I suppose a floor of Shrohan stream kind of a thing. They're bringing a lot of musicians, younger musicians in the traditional world of Irish and Scots together. So I saw this fellow the other night in France and thought we were really impressed with him. Uh, Niall Hanna, he's a grandson of Geordie Hanna, famous singer up in County Tyrone on the shores of Loch Ney. He had four sons to manhood grown and lovely daughters three. I think music acts as a kind of a mollifier of all the, the ill that's been done to us because of this isolation. And when you listen to him, it fortifies the spirit, you know. That's what music is about, really. For a lot of people, it gives kind of a peace, it gives tranquility, it gives satisfaction. I bid adieu to Aaron's lovely Often albums because I suppose a lot of the releases you make money back on launches. If you don't have the physical launch, 
you're really doing yourself out of a possibility of making some money back. We're a kind of an issue organization for traditional Irish music. It's a lovely little symbiosis between us as a business and the most important ingredient of this shop is the musician because only for musicians we wouldn't have a business. We had no cares for we were young and free but she was swept away from me and now I John O'Connor there, and you can dip into Custy's world at custysmusic.com.